This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk, the preview show. We're recording today after the defeat up in Barnsley, but we do have a game on Tuesday to bounce back. Charlton will be the visitors coming up to Pride Park, and I'm delighted to be joined by Sue Gallup from Charlton Live to preview the game. How are you, Sue? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm good now we've had that result yesterday. Yeah, obviously doing us a favour, not just with the result yesterday, but also the, the draw up at, at Bolton as well. We were just talking off camera and I think we presumed that once Nathan Jones had come in, you'd start getting the results. Obviously, there haven't been wins, but a first clean sheet yesterday is is very well welcomed. Um, how have you seen those last two? Obviously, Lincoln game before. I know you've obviously lost to, to Reading after you, um, you lost to us, but there seems to be a, a bit of a, a turning tide here, Sue, would you, would you say? Yeah, I think Nathan's obviously starting to instill his way of of playing. Um, he's made he's been making quite a lot of changes to the starting lineup, um, even over the I think it's four games that he's had now. Um, he's he's changed it up a bit, quite a lot. And I think one of them things is if he's not getting what he wants from you in training, or if he's giving you a chance in a match, then the chances are, if you've not done what he's wanted you to do in the game or in training, then you won't start or you might not come off the bench. So I think as in that as well, he's kind of come out and said um, in some of his media stuff is that the summer's going to be a big window for us. Um, and I think he's kind of switching players about a bit so that he can kind of get a better idea about who he's going to stay stick with in the summer um, and who he's going to let go because he's he's come out and said our squad is too big and we've got sort of probably too many bodies in certain positions and not enough in others. Um, so I, I think 
potentially we could see quite a brutal um, window um, once that reopens in the summer. Um, but he's he's definitely putting his mark on on the performances, even though, like you say, they're draws, but they're they're games that we would under the previous manager we would have lost. So, and we the way we're playing now, it, we, we're sort of setting up in a lot more of like attacking minded way. So I think even when we played you, although I know you, you've all sort of said that you're not happy with the way you're playing, but you're still getting those results. We weren't even getting that. We weren't getting the performances, and we weren't getting the results. Whereas now, we've had these draws, and like yes, like you say, yesterday is our first clean sheet since last October. So we're all like buzzing with a nil-nil draw against Portsmouth. They're top of the table. They haven't conceded in, or they haven't lost in. I don't know how long. Um, so I think. We're, we're at that stage now, but we're just like any of those positives, you just got to hold on to them and take them forward. So, and again, I think that's how Nathan is in his mindset is focus more on the positives because you can change the, the the bits that need working on. It's But then let's just, let's take that into Tuesday. Let's take that into next Saturday and sort of that, you get that sort of rolling effect then, don't you? And the the com- confidence comes back in the players and, it just ends up being a, a a bit more of a a consistent way of performing and the confidence coming with that. Yeah, and I guess looking at these fixtures, uh, you know, Bolton, Pompey, and then coming up to Derby, they're three tricky games to navigate. But past that, you've got Northampton away, you've got Cheltenham away, then you've got Carlisle and Fleetwood. So that you've got a batch of games there where really you should be looking at, at picking up some wins and, and picking up some some more points. It is looking a bit desperate, looking at the table. Obviously, there's there's a couple of teams below you that have got some some games in hand. At time of recording, 34 played, 34 points. Um, there's a bit of a gap to, to 19th as well, so a four-point gap. I think everyone's thoughts, well, people that I speak to in the division is that Charlton are probably going to get out of it. However, looking at that, it doesn't look too good at the moment. What What's the feeling amongst the, the Charlton fans at the moment, Sue? I think if you'd asked us probably three or four weeks ago, we would have probably been saying that we're convinced we're going down. Um, I think we almost have a new sense of confidence now with Nathan coming in because of seeing how much better we're playing, how much more organised we look. Um, I mean, even down to the like, I mean, you, if you look back at the stats, we we were always conceding in the last sort of couple of minutes of a game. It was like we couldn't last the full match. Um, so even then, we're, we're starting to see that bit of difference that we're not, it doesn't feel like we're hanging on for dear life. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think now, although we're still a bit, worried because of how close we are the goal difference we've probably got one of the better goal differences down there um and sometimes that can be as good as a point in itself can't it um so I think on the whole people because again like you say we've played the top three teams in the league and done all right so 
then when we play those teams that are maybe not as sort of as good that we've got the potential they're the ones if we don't win some of those ones that I think that'll be when we go you know what maybe we are just going to go down but I think with the mindset that we're in now where we're getting these positive results even if you if you can call us nil nil a positive for us at the moment it is so we're just like them right and again I think I and maybe I'm being a little bit too cocky or whatever but I do feel like we'll get we'll get a result up at yours on on Tuesday so if we win against you Tuesday night I think that's going to give the whole squad and the fan base a massive boost and then you take that into next Saturday and who knows yeah and we spoke off camera and I think I'm I'm a little bit worried to to be honest about Tuesday because looking at those results I think you know you probably could have I've nicked something against Bolton, obviously got a really good result against Portsmouth. And it almost feels like the win is is coming soon. So, um, I mean, for, for our sake, I hope it's not on Tuesday, but I know you're going to come up and uh, and, and be a, you know, a tough opposition for sure. Just thinking back to, to the previous game, if we can touch on that just slightly. Obviously, from, from our side, I think it was quite a professional 1-0 win. I think, actually, you had a fair share of the ball. You had a couple of chances it just felt like you just couldn't put the ball in in the back of the net ultimately, which I'm sure has, has been a problem at certain points this season. How did you find that that game, the home game against Derby? I guess the the overriding feeling was frustration because, like you say, it was a pretty even game, um, and I think even prior to the the game, we'd spoken to one of your guys from your pod about how you've been playing and even though you're getting the wins that actually the football itself is not attractive or even watching it thinking that you're going to get a win because it's 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 not a great quality of football but I guess for us we were like we a win's a win at the end of the day we were desperate we're desperate for one so we'll take it any way it comes it can be boring for as long as it wants to be but I think I was surprised actually at how poor you were. And I know that sounds really harsh, but again, I think Derby are still one of those clubs that everyone looks at and goes, wow, they're a big club. Um, and they are, and I've loved coming up there in past seasons. I think it's a fantastic ground. It's a fantastic fan base. But I was surprised at how poor you were. And then... I think, yeah, the disappointment of only, like, you think if you're going to lose, just get battered. Don't, like, a 1 0 loss, it feels even more disheartening in a way because you think, like, that it's just such a small margin, isn't it? Um, but again, I think, because um, I think that was the game that Nathan was sort of going to be named within the next couple of games. I think he was at that game. So I think already there was a bit of a sort of positive vibe around the club. But yeah, I think just just that frustration that we just couldn't couldn't finish those chances because like you like you know, Alfie Mays one of the top goal scorers in this league. Um, um and for whatever reason it's just not happening for him at the moment. Um which has resulted in Nathan having him on the bench for a couple of games. But now we've got Chuck's back. We've, uh, Freddie seems to have started to um, 
get a bit more because I think the problem with him was he wasn't match fit um, when we got him in. So he looked a bit leggy the first couple of games we had him in. Um, we've obviously got young Dan Carno that literally plays with no fear at all, which you would expect for a 19-year-old. Um, and, yeah, so I think, and again, Nathan's Nathan is, I mean, it's it's well publicised the, the the strength of our academy and how many players come through our academy and end up playing in the first team. Um, so I think like Nathan started to sort of go with a lot of that that youth um, because he he shows that confidence in them. Um, but yeah, going back to the, the game at the Valley, it was just yeah, just frustrating, really frustrating because again, like. I think we we sort of reflected on it the following day when we did our pod and it was like how did we not get anything in that game it just felt frustrating yeah and I think you could look at it and, and probably say a, a, a draw a one-all draw probably would have been a, a fair result in, in all mm. fairness you said there, obviously, we weren't that impressive. And, and one thing we tried to do in January is bring a, a player in to, to add a little bit more excitement and obviously raided you for, for Corey Blackett-Taylor. We've not seen the best of him. He's picked up a, a couple of injuries. And you know, what we have seen is, is probably a player that needs just needs to get used to a new system and, and find his feet in a new environment. But how good was he, Sue, for, for Charlton? Well, he was our most creative player. So I think um, when when you look at the fact that Alfie scored my, so many goals, it was because of Corey. The, the, the speed he that he's so quick and he's he can just rip players like defenses apart with his skill. I mean, he's we were so gutted when he went, but we knew it was going to happen because I think. Obviously, he was out of contract in the summer. And if um, he didn't go in that window, he would have gone for nothing. And I think for, sort of knowing Corey, he's not, he's originally from not far from, from Derby. So I think he'd always had that feeling that he wanted to go back closer to home. Um, but yeah, once, once you see the real Corey... He's going to be unbelievable for you. He's just such a great player and very creative. Um, I mean, he did. Uh, we did have those periods of time where he was quite frustrating. So there'd be games where he looked like he wasn't necessarily in the right headspace. So he didn't feel like he was necessarily putting as much effort in for whatever reason. But again, he struggled with injuries with us as well. Um, and I think if potentially if he wasn't a player that struggled with the injuries he's had, he'd probably be playing at a much higher level um, because he's got that ability. I think it's the injuries that have held him back. But if you get if you keep him fit and you see the best side of Corey, like you've got a player. He's um, he is unbelievable. On his day, he's unreal. He's unstoppable. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Yeah, I, I think you know when you set, when you sign certain players and then you look at. I mean, it might just be testament to to Charlton as a, a club and a fan base, but sometimes when players leave, there's almost like, a, oh, he wasn't that good anyway, or we can do better without him kind of thing. But everything I saw from Charlton fans was was positive, wishing him the best, and and just saying that. You know, he has the ability to to be a game changer. Obviously, like I say, we've not seen that just yet, um, yeah. but but hoping to see that in the not too distant future. And you know, if he can find his feet, he could be a, a vital player as we as we look at that that top two. Um, obviously, looking at the game against Pompey, you lined up in a three five two. Has that formation changed? It has that been the way you've played all season, and is that the way that you're probably going to play on? On Tuesday night, Sue. I think, uh, I, yeah, I think we are, we have played three five two all season, um, and a lot, quite a lot of the fan base get frustrated with it because they, at the time, they went well. The two previous managers to Nathan felt that that wasn't our strongest um, way of setting up, but. Nathan stuck with it. I think, in part, because it—I mean, as a manager, he does like you look at his past jobs, and he does mix things up a bit to to kind of suit the players and and what's needed for any particular game. But I think part of his rationale for sticking with the three-five-two is that that was the system that the the squads were used to, um, and he didn't. I feel like he didn't want to change it up too much because then you just completely alienate everyone. I mean, at some points prior to Nath coming, they did all look look like a, a group of players that were strangers to each other. Um, but then if you if you change the way you line up, like in, in terms of your positions, I think that would probably would have been even more disorientating for a lot of the lads. So I think he's kind of stuck with it and trying to make it work. But like switching the personnel up to freshen it up a bit. Yeah, and and I guess it's very short term in sense of let's let's keep us in the division and then come the summer let's look at the squad let's look at the formation and 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 kind of go from from there. I guess it, it's almost like we we're doing what we need to do to ensure we we survive. I I suppose so. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like if you. Again, like you do everything you can to scrap out wins or draws to stay in the league. Um, and however that is, whether that's in a formation that the fans don't like, so be it. Because at the end of the day, staying up is is the most important thing. So however that happens, like even if we, we turn into a derby and play absolutely awful, but we start getting one nil wins for the rest of the season, happy days. Because we stay up and then we look at it in the summer. Um, and just like get whatever personnel he wants in in the summer when he, he has whoever he lets go. And then I guess he will then look at that formation again or or equally look at what formation he might want to play next season and then look at what personnel would fit into that. Yeah, and I guess to, to go back on that, I mean, we played well on Derby, played well on, on Saturday and ended up losing the game. And I think we've played worse and won. So there's there's definitely many different ways to, to pick up results. And obviously with Nathan Jones, he's 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 done that. He's done that at this level. He's done that at the level above. You know, he knows what he's doing. So 
in him, I think he's the best person that, that you'd kind of want at this this situation, to, to be quite honest. Um, we've, we've obviously touched upon Alfie May, who you said has been kind of dipping in and out of form. W- would you say that he's the danger man? Is, is he the man that's going to come to Pride Park and steal the show, get a goal and potentially win the game for you? He's got the potential to, but if I'm honest, I would say uh, our main danger man now is Dan Carno. Um, he's got no fear. He's strong. He's quick. Um, he'll just, I think some strikers get a little bit wary about just making shots, don't they? They want it to be the perfect goal. He doesn't. He'll just have a go from wherever he is. He's got that. He's got very good vision for a young man. Uh, he's very grounded, but he's he's just got the ability to back it up. And I think he obviously had a little bit of uh, time at um, a League Two club. And um, I think that's helped him a lot um, in in terms of sort of building on his game and his confidence because he scored quite quite a few goals for um, Southend when he was with him, even though it was for quite a short period. Um but when he's come back, he's just he's just breathed new life into the squad, and I think other young, other young, well, not only other young players, but a lot of the squad have kind of then looked at that and go because there's competition for places now, whereas pre- prior to that, obviously we had Alfie and Chucks. Chucks gets injured again, and then you're very reliant on on Alfie. Now, for a period of time, he stepped up to that plate and he did do it. But for whatever reason, he's gone off the boil a bit. People know how to sort of mark against Alfina, know how to close him down. It's, it's, I think he's a bit more of a known quantity now, isn't he? Um, so he's not give, being given so many so much space to be able to play his game anymore. And I, whereas I think... Dan's different in that he's very young. He's, there's not a lot known about him. Um, so I think he will definitely be one to watch. Um, and uh, Corey Anderson, one of our other young lads, he's he's building in confidence again um, under Nathan. And it's set up where he got man in a match yesterday. Um, and he's like 19 years old. So, yeah, but definitely, I would definitely say Daniel. Yeah. And in terms of the the Derby team, then obviously you weren't that impressed with us at, at the Valley, which you which you said. But how do we potentially exploit your weaker areas? Then how how would you say Derby need to to win this game? How would they go about doing it? Um, I, I guess still our defence is our weakest area. Um. And I think if you're if you are playing that pressing football, that potentially is gonna leave our defence a bit worn out. Um, they're all yeah, they are. They've they've there's been some horrendous mistakes made this season. I think one of the other issues was um, the goalkeeping situation. That Ashley is a fantastic goalkeeper, but. There were goals that were going in that clearly, although you 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 put some responsibility on the defence, obviously, because it shouldn't get that far in the first place. But we also then didn't feel like we had that confidence in Ash. Um, and now Nathan has put Harry Eisted back in, who is he worked with under at Luton, 
So he's got that confidence. But I would say, yeah, probably set plays have been our weakness in conceding. So I think potentially you're going to have more success from your set plays as opposed to open play. OK, well, obviously scoring one at the weekend was was good practice then. I'll um, I'll be sure to send Paul Warner a message and say, put it in the box and uh, and hang it up there and see what happens, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And I think that's a, a really good kind of overview of, of the situation at the moment for Charlton. I'll, I'll say this. I, I think you're a you're a big club and I also think you're a great club. Um, I had a, a really good away day there, obviously for, for Derby and had some really good conversations with with Charlton fans and it's one of them when you sometimes go to away games you don't really kind of converse with away fans you know the other fans and there's a few people that even kind of come up to us and wish just the best for the season and does feel like a you know a, a good club so I, I do hope that you stay in the division obviously I can't wish you all the best for Tuesday because we need those points unfortunately Sue um, so yeah can't can't do that but I, I do wish past the past that particular game that you, that you, you know, get the results that you need. With that in mind, I'm going to come to you for a prediction. You said that you were feeling confident earlier. So give me a score prediction and a goal scorer if you think there's going to be one. Okay, so I think we're going to win 2-1. Um, I think Dan is probably going to score one. Um. I'm trying to think who else would possibly. Maybe two for Dan. Um, yeah, I don't know because obviously the other the uh, the other uh, game we had like one of our defenders scored, which was really unheard of. So um, we we're just so unpredictable. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with maybe Dan to score a brace. And then it's I good don't to be know feeling confident. <laughs> And it doesn't really matter if you're winning 2-1, does it, I suppose? Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I share your your opinion. I think it's going to be a one-all draw, um, which I that was my prediction for uh, the game at the weekend against Barnsley. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with one-all. I think you will get something. I think you've, you've been able to obviously go up against Bolton and, and Pompey. And I think, you know, you'll look at it and, and probably think three points from, from them results is actually good, especially if you mm -hmm. can... If you can go on and get some results of from those around you, but yeah, looking forward to the game. Maybe I don't know at the moment whether Blackett Taylor is going to be fit. Obviously, he missed out with the weekend and and missed out the game before, so maybe he's uh, he's waiting in the wings, ready for Charlton on Tuesday. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, but thanks so much, Sue, for for joining us and, and giving us an overview on Charlton. And uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed this. Preview, please go and rate us five star wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be back on Sunday to discuss this game um, and also the, the fixture on Saturday as well. But until then, it's just left for me to say thank you, Sue, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.